Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rachel Unpacked. I'm your host, Rachel Medina. You can follow me on social media at Rachel Medina 101, or you can follow the show at Rachel Unpacked all across the web. Okay. Um, oh, also, don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all the fun stuff. I appreciate every single bit of it. And if you ever want to comment and share your thoughts, don't hesitate. It doesn't matter if you disagree. Let's hear it. Um, let's unpack this baggage together. Okay. Great. I'm going to get right into it. This episode, um, I'm tentatively naming the change. Um, and what it's regarding is basically a time in my life where I went from being sort of this um, party girl type, um, you could say, kind of liberal, um, to the opposite of that <laughs> is the best way that I can describe it. Okay. So um, it does entail spirituality and a little bit of religion. So if that's not really your thing, you might want to turn it off already. But if you're curious, take a listen, because even I would have been a little skeptical. Um, I would have been a little like, huh, what is she talking about? Um, you know, prior to this change happening um, in my life. Um, okay, so basically, um, I'm going to start by giving you a little bit of the backstory. Um, I from a young girl, I've always been really outgoing. And I've always been more about where the fun is at. That, um, you know, having fun, boring situations were just not my thing at all whatsoever. Um, you know, I've always had this sort of desire to fill the silence, you know, and entertain people, entertain myself and anything for a laugh. I'm still kind of like that with the whole anything for a laugh. But um, basically, I was a very free spirit. And when I got married, you know, one of the things was I wasn't going to let that confine me, although I did to a certain extent for the first few years, I just uh, I was going crazy. And so I just didn't want that to you know, determine the fact that because I'm married, I'm buried, so to speak. And so I went into this amazing career in the magazine industry. And when you're in that line of work, and actually, I'm still in this line of work, you know, when you're in that line of work, it's like, oh, you get to go to high profile events, and you meet celebrities and, and affluent people and get to have really these amazing VIP experiences with concerts and, you know, backstage access and all these different things, right? Um, a lot of things that some people might say, well, you know, a married woman shouldn't be doing that or a mother shouldn't be doing that stuff or being involved in that kind of business. But nonetheless, I was okay. And and I loved it. And I, for the most part, I absolutely loved it. Um, and then came a series of sort of these misfortunate events. I mean, obviously, there was like this big economic crash that happened in our market that changed the dynamic of, um, you know, the business I had at the time, which was a magazine. And, um, you know, I think I mentioned this in another podcast, you know, the, the person I was married to at the time, he had lost his job, and it was really stressful. And then soon after that, you know, my father passed away um, when I was 33 years old, and he was 55. And um, he passed away suddenly. And, um, and I'm going to actually talk about um, death and passing in a future episode um, of Rachel unpacked. Um, but I'm just kind of benchmarking the time period and all of these things that were happening. So you had like the economic thing and then my dad passed away and then I, and then, and then <laughs> I say, and then, and then, and then, um, I find out my husband's having an affair and, you know, I leave my husband, I'm going through a divorce. And then, you know, my older son, you know, is encountering, um, sort of a drug problem. And I'm going to be talking about, um, my children and my son, uh, my older son in a later podcast as well. So, um, but for the sake of setting it up, it was like a series, like one thing after another thing, after another thing, after another thing. And to the point where I even like broke my leg and, um, and then I got, had a health scare. Then I started spinning into like this health situation. And I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. Um, 
you know, and somewhere in there before actually I broke my leg and all that somewhere in there, something happened. And the best way that I can describe it was, um, you know, physically it was, I felt it. There was something that happened to me physically that I felt it was like a rush. Um, it was scary. I couldn't make sense of it. It was like, it would make me shake. I mean, there was all these things physically that would happen to me, but over the course of, you know, a year or two, there was something very profound that happened. And in one hand, I thought it was going to be a negative thing, which it was actually, it started off with like a negative, kind of like a scary, like an evil, you know, just like, um, the best way I could describe it as evil is just really scary. Like you watch, you know, movies like the exorcist and stuff like that. And it was like scary like that. And, and it made me so afraid that it made me go to my local church. Um, and it made me just fall to my knees in, in church with like tears in my eyes and just, it just broke me down and it humbled me in a way that I had never been humbled before. And, um, and it's, it's, it's really interesting because I felt hopeless. And so, you know, I'm not a person who suffers from mental illness or, or depression or anything like that, but I feel like I understand a little bit of the condition that those, the people who do suffer from that, experience just like a little tiny taste of it because I reached the point of utter hopelessness and complete fear that I just wasn't in control like this whole thing was just chaotic and so I'm at church and you know I have fallen to my knees at this point and I'm in tears and by the way I'm doing this all the time like I'm running to church daily like a crazy person really like when I said a crazy person it was like I it was like I was going crazy and um you know everyone around me was like okay something's happening with Rachel and like she doesn't need she's not talking about it but she's not the same person so my sons actually took that journey with me and I, we would pray together and pray together and pray together and and then they'd see me you know start to kind of go through these like symptoms and then i'd run to church and then just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and in, in ways that i hadn't done in my entire life and i know that in the last podcast um blessings and miracles or whatever i named it you know episode five i am i kind of go down the path of religion a little bit in in the form of what you know i discovered by discovering gratitude and living in gratitude but this is totally something different this was something that was absolutely positively unavoidably impacting me physically emotionally spiritually and i was in like utter ruin is what it felt like and um and in my journeys of a journey of going to the church and just crying 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 um and just feeling hopelessness i met um a priest there his name was father joe or father jose and he's no longer in town but um he's back home now um he's originally from mexico city and excuse me so father um father jose he um you know, sat me down one day and, and, you know, had this conversation with me and the conversation was such an eye opener. And he actually had a um, doctorate in psychology 
which I think is really phenomenal, um, you know, to apply, you know, the sciences um, to religion. I think it's really great. Um, I think they go hand in hand. I don't think that they clash um, in, in, in way. There's a lot of ways that they do, but they don't need to, is what I'm trying to say. And so, um, and so I know this is going to be a sensitive topic to some, but in my experience, you know, I feel like I need to speak on what this change was and, and how it affected my, my life and, and people around me. And so in going through the scary stage of the change where I felt like just, just creepy and just scared and uh, it was just, you know, I, I can't even, just, I don't even like talking about it. Okay. It's very uncomfortable for me to talk about it. I mean, maybe one day I'll write it. It's like in a journal somewhere actually, but it's like really, really bad. And, um, and it's stuff that's like almost like, it's like unbelievable stuff that happened, um, during this negative time and spiritually and stuff. And so he helped me through it and he was really great and explaining that, look, you know, at the end of the day, fear and faith are opposites. So the fact that I was so fearful was actually a, you know, a sign that I didn't have faith. And so that was a huge eye opener for me. And that was a first step into figuring out, okay, you know, you can't have fear and faith at the same time. Okay. So just like you can't be super bummed out and feel like a loser and at the same time have gratitude, right. In your life, it's like they go, they don't, they don't work together. So, um, so I learned right through him, I learned, okay, Fear is the opposite of faith, so I have to have faith. But then, how do you just have faith? You can't just tell yourself, "Okay, I have faith now." It's like I'm still scared, <laughs> I'm still suffering, I'm still struggling, and I'm still having the worst, worst experience of my life, um, spiritually and emotionally and physically, and, and in so many ways more. And so I just, I, I don't know, I needed help with that. So obviously, you know, you guys know that I pray on things, and so I prayed for faith, and and over time it did come. But here's what I'm trying to get to. Once I worked through that, again, with the help of, of this, of this priest, um, you know, once I worked through that, um, I came through and I had this, I had, and I say I came through because I'm telling you, I was in such a dark, deep, deep, dark place that it happened in an instant. It wasn't something that gradually happened. It was like in an instant, it felt like. I was like in the light and then I was in the dark. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had this thing, you know, you can call it a dream or a vision or, you know, for me, I know that I was awake. Um, and I just saw a tremendous light and I saw, I heard music and I, and I just smelled the most beautiful smells I've ever smelled in my entire life ever. And, um, and I had this, immense feeling of love. In fact, um, I get a little emotional when I recall it. I don't really tell this story. Um, but it was, um, very, very profound. And, um, it is something that I feel like we're all on this earth looking for, you know, whether we're looking for it, um, with a partner, like in another person, or we're looking for it from our children or our friends. Um, it is a feeling that is absolutely um, indescribable. Um, and I don't know that it exists. It doesn't exist in this earth. Um, but I got, 
to be I got to feel it um, and I got to see it and hear it and smell it and and um, oh my goodness <laughs> I promised myself before I launched this podcast that I would never cry on it and I have a feeling that this is going to happen more often than not so anyways I had a very beautiful spiritual experience that I cannot fully explain and that I do not fully understand till this day and that was the first of several that happened over the course of a couple years but after that first one it was like um, it was like whatever blinders I had on my eyes whatever lifestyle I was living however I was operating <laughs> oh my goodness um, whatever I thought was whatever I was telling myself the lies basically I was telling myself as to why it was okay to live the way I was living and why it was okay to think the way I was thinking and it was gone it was like the blinders were taken off and it was like look it was like this is how you were this is how you've been this is why this happened to you but now but now I'm saying to you it's okay like now I'm showing you the way like now I'm giving you the truth it's like I'm handing you the key it's like a golden ticket and uh, and just like that in an inst it was an instant it was I went I went and lay down and I sat back up and let me tell you when this thing happened to me again it was also physical um, they I could suddenly see I have a little bit of vision problems <laughs> I'm on my phone too much and my computers and all this lighting even in front of me now it affects my eyes and and so I like to wear these glasses like when I'm driving at night and, and stuff like that and I can't really see like if I look across the room I can't probably read you know the time on the microwave that great or whatever and let me tell you when this happened I could suddenly see perfectly, like perfect, like t like way down the street. Like my vision was so clear. My hearing was so crystal clear. My sense of smell, taste. I mean, I had an injury to my shoulder like years and years ago. And I've never been able to fully like reach my arm around because of this, this injury. Um, oh, I immediately like rotated, like was rotating my arm around. Um, it's like, it's like I was perfect. It's like I was perfect. And it went away after about five minutes. Um, and then I was back to myself, but physically, but the spiritual part of it has never gone away. And that's when change happened. And what I mean by that is I have friends, you know, I had a lot of friends actually during the time before this happened. And again, we would have so much fun together and um, we would do the most silly things to make each other laugh. And I used to drink, you know, a lot and I'm not saying alcoholic status, but I would go out and, and it was like, well, let's go to the casino and to the nightclub and, and, you know, and just be crazy, like crazy fun, like just total like unruly girls, right? A whole pack of, you know, women just doing crazy stuff. It's like bachelorette status kind of, but like all the time just because it's Friday night or whatever. And, um, 
And let me tell you, that no longer exists in me today. It went away that day. And it's been nine years now, I think. Um, let me tell you, I was single um, after that happened. And it's not the, the most exciting thing to happen <laughs> when you're single. You know, when you're single. It's like the way I was when I was married, how free feel, you know, free I was when I was married. It's like, that's how I needed to be when I was single. And, and you know, obviously dating and, and all of these things. And so, um, and so it was gone. It was gone. It was gone. And what I mean, it was gone. It's like, I couldn't do it. I actually positively could not do it. Um, it wasn't guilt. It wasn't, um, it was literally, I no longer enjoy that. Till this day, I will have a drink that I sip, you know, I'll have a drink. Maybe, maybe I'll have two. If I really like that drink or something like that, I'll have another one. Um, but as soon as I feel that like, ooh, I'm getting a little bit, you know, a little bit extra, um, I stop and I, it, and it's like, um, I just know I've gone too far. And, and I know it sounds so basic, but it's an actual thing. Like I just don't even want to be out there drinking and I don't want to be in nightclubs. And when I say that, anyone who knows me knows, oh my gosh, she loved to dance. I've loved to dance since I was like born, I'm sure. I'm Latina, right? <laughs> we hear a beat and we go. Let me tell you, I mean, I was in dance when I was younger, like all these things like I love to dance. I would dance for hours growing up a day, just oh, put the radio on and I would just be around the house and just dancing, dancing, dancing. And so when I got old enough to be in nightclubs and stuff like that, even though I was married, I mean, my husband and I would go and with friends and I would just go with the wives sometimes and, um, and all these wives and I would be out and, and the nightclub, the nightclub, the nightclub. And I could dance for hours and hours and hours. Like we would shut it down. And I loved every single minute of it. And as soon as this happened, granted, I'd be like drinking and all that stuff during that time. And as soon as this happened, the last thing I wanted to do was be in a nightclub. Like the last thing. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm scared. I shouldn't do that. No, no, no. In me, that's the last place I want to be. Just period. Like, I just don't know how to explain it. That that love for that just got extracted. It was just wiped out. Gone. <sighs> and the other thing that changed, so that was just one of the things that changed, which was a huge thing because it was a huge thing because it impacted my friendships. You know, I had a best friend and these other friends and we bonded in that lifestyle. And so then when I was just trying to find excuses, you know, like, oh, I can't go out tonight or, oh, I don't feel good or, oh, you know, I'm just going to stay with the boys. And I just found myself dodging, 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 dodging. Of course, this person and all people, they're just going to start taking it personal. They're going to say, well, clearly she's not looking for me. Clearly she's not reaching out. Clearly she doesn't want to hang out. Clearly we have to go out without her now, you know, and all these things. And it really was like that. I didn't know how to navigate after that. I, I didn't. I was too, I didn't want to tell the story. It was so unbelievable. You know, it was incredible and unbelievable. And I just felt like, I don't know, I guess I didn't want to be judged. And I guess myself, I didn't know what it was. I myself didn't know what it was, you know, to even try to explain it. And so what ended up happening was, you know, till this day, I have zero interest in going to nightclubs. In fact, I'm in, you know, I'm, 
in the magazine business still and in media and stuff like that and just launched one with a, a, a friend of mine um, and it's you know there's a lot of events associated with it and stuff like that and and I'm excited you know to help with that and help brands you know participate with that because that's what I love about the business but as far as like this after hours and this and doing that it's like I just want to do my job do the photo ops and go home it is crazy <laughs> if, if any of you are listening to me and know me um, from before, you're going to go, yeah, right, because <laughs> I was the person who was about the party and then where's the after party and then do we got VIP access to the next event and it was like I couldn't get enough and now I just am not interested. Um, and it happened to me once I became single. So it's just so crazy because, you know, even if, you know, somebody wants to date me or whatever, their whole thing is like, oh, because I'm Latin, they want to take me like salsa dancing and they want to do this and that. And it's like, I just, yeah, no, you know, that Netflix and chill, I, I'm telling you, I am, I'm 44 years old right now, but I might as well be 84 years old right now because Oh, the best thing to me in the world is just on a Friday night, <laughs> it's like just watching movies with my boys or, you know, just going out and like going and getting a latte and a hot latte and walking around, you know, out in the, you know, this, there's this shopping center with a beautiful fountain and all these things. And sometimes I play music and I just love doing stuff like that. Or, you know, Disneyland, I'm always at Disneyland. I'm an annual pass holder. And the, oh my gosh, my favorite thing is like, oh, the sun's going down. Let's just go stroll Main Street at Disney. I mean, to me, I know it sounds crazy and I probably just made myself even more single. <laughs> Every guy listening is probably like, yeah, um, okay, boring. Yes, it made me boring in so many ways and um, and it just opened my eyes. It opened my eyes. So when I go out and I see people that I know and love and they're just getting drunk and they're, you know, with this guy and they're doing that with that guy and like all this stuff, it's like I don't have a judgment either, which is really weird. Like you would think that I changed and so now I can judge people. I don't, I don't feel judgy. Like I don't feel like I'm judging anyone. I mean, when people drink around me and they get drunk and they're acting crazy, like I don't feel judgy. I just know for myself, it's probably time to go. You know, um, I don't relate. I actually feel horrible. I feel like I'm being rude sometimes. It's like everyone's like, yeah, let's have a good time. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> Again, I'm not doing it out of fear. It just, I genuinely have zero interest in it. I love family parties. Like I love family parties. It's so weird. It's like, I would have rather been with friends at a club other than a family party. I love family parties. Like to me, if I can just grow old with someone who likes to have, you know, their, their kids over and, and the kids' girlfriends and, and just having like barbecues and that type of thing. To me, that's just, oh, it's, it's harmony. It's pure bliss. To me, that's the best, right? Um, and all, you know, traveling the world and just doing things like that. But to go out there and party and, and, and do, and just be crazy. Like, oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Parts of me sometimes miss it a little bit. It's in a weird, like a nostalgic, like, oh, that was funny when I used to do that. Or I'll, I could still see that it was funny, the things that we used to do. I mean, let me tell you, uh, it's a whole other podcast it would take for me to, or uh, several podcasts to share uh, the things um, that I used to do with my, my girlfriends and, you know, my cousins and stuff like that. It was so much fun and so funny. And I have a trillion stories to tell when I'm an old, old lady that people will probably never believe. It's so fantastic. 
<laughs> but um, for me today, there was a change and it was a spiritual, spiritual change. If you're a Christian, let me tell you, when you have a spiritual experience that is so profound and you know, and you know, yeah, God's watching and he's listening and everything counts. It's like, oh my God, such an awakening. And so the next thing about me that changed was... Uh, the second thing that changed about me, besides that I became this like boring old lady <laughs> well before my time, is that, um, you know, the brands, I used to be this person who had a closet full of purses and I would change my handbag every single day. Those of you who've worked with me or know me personally um, listening, you know this to be absolutely true. The bags match the shoes, the shoes match the bag. Um, and it was new, new, new every day all the time. And what I would do is I would have like most of my stuff in this little pouch and then I'd move it over uh, to a different purse or a new purse every single day. So it was really easy. Um, and so, and everything had to be name brand. Okay. This was no joke this like you know the Fendi Prada Gucci you know Louis Vuitton all that fun stuff and so um everything had to be that and then um this happened and and let me tell you high heels every day I mean I'm telling you like I would cook in my high heels clean in my high heels like I'd go to the the Orange County Fair here in California in my high heels like I mean just insane stuff okay um, that I kind of miss actually. <laughs> now I, get, I just can't even walk in those heels anymore the same, but, uh, like I used to. So I do kind of miss that part, but, um, but anyways, the, the other thing that changed about me was the, the brands, a materialistic thing completely changed. So here I was, you know, in this industry where, you know, you make all this money and everyone's making six figures and everybody's, you know, or more and, you know, just doing fantastic, but financially everything was sound and everything, but you know, I just couldn't bring myself to go to Nordstrom's or these name brand stores and just be spending money on this stuff or spending money on new clothes all the time. So I went more the same things twice or that was it. It was the end. It was like I had this bag and I think I got the bag from like Ross or Marshall's or Charming Charlie's or something. I really like Charming Charlie's. I know they're going out of business, but, um, you know, it was like this simple just because it's functional you know it's cute and functional um and then that was it I mean I maybe changed swap bags out like once a week maybe and by the way there are no name bags or just bags I saw just like I said these normal kind of stores even Target or whatever you know um and I don't know how to explain it but I feel content I feel at peace like I don't know how else to explain it. And, you know, a lot of my friends are still, you know, the red bottoms and the this and the that. And it's like, I love them. You know, I love their shoes. I love the things that they have. I love their purses and their bags. But let me tell you, when I went to Italy just over a year ago and I was in Venice and um, I went into the Gucci store and I thought, okay, I always wanted to buy myself a, a Gucci bag, a classic Gucci. If you ladies know what I'm talking about, the oversized classic Gucci. Um, I wanted to buy it in Italy. And so there I was in Italy and um, in Venice and I went into the store and I was ready. I, I thought I was ready and and I went to go get it and, you know, they treat you like royalty and they're like, oh, the champagne and blah, blah, blah. And it was great until I was going to go pay and then they had like a thing, like an outage. And so then they, they, they I had to wait. They couldn't process my card. And I just went, I don't need this bag. The money that I'm going to spend on this bag, over a thousand bucks, whatever it is, 
I mean, gosh, we could do more tours. You know, I can get the boys something. I mean, I can get souvenirs for everyone. I mean, not that I couldn't do it. <laughs> get the bag and do all those things. I just, oh, you don't know how hard it was. I couldn't justify getting the bag. I mean, maybe if later down the road, if a, a, a man that I'm with wants to buy me the bag, oh my God, of course, I'm gonna love, love it. And I'm not gonna reject it or anything like that. But for me to go and choose to make a purchase like that for myself, I just couldn't do it. And I haven't done it since. I haven't done it so in nine years, eight years, I haven't worn name brands. I mean, maybe I think I might be wearing Adidas right now, actually, but you guys can't see that. But, um, you know, for the most part, it's like I just um, I changed and, um, you know, and I think it made a lot of people kind of wonder like why is she being different there were even little rumblings that oh she's different because she has money now you know because at the time because i had started a business and we made a million dollars in our first year and um and you know it's um gosh it's the furthest it's the furthest from the truth i tell a story in another podcast about how i bought my mercedes and i mean Gosh, even that, even that was only because when I was 10 years old, I told my grandfather, one day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to have a big black Mercedes and I'm going to be able to buy you one too. And, and, and it only came because he was dying and, and he said, listen, whatever money you have, go, go, you, you've been saving up and, you know, use what you have and, and go get yourself the car and go do all that. And, and so if he wouldn't have said that, and if it wasn't so fresh of him passing away, I, I wouldn't have even gone to the dealership probably. I mean, I would have just given up on that whole thing. I was okay with the car that I had. And again, that's a whole other podcast. It's number five. Um, it's a really interesting story about gratitude. Um, and so that was that. So that was that. I still want nice things in my life and I still strive, you know, for better and stuff like that. But I do it for the foundation of my, of my family. So I do it so I can have something really remarkable to leave behind. I do it because, you know, if I can, you know, buy a beautiful home, it's like I can leave that home behind. You know, it's really crazy to think of that. I, I think of giving. So that's the third change that happened. The third change that happened was I have this immense sense that I have to help others. And when I say that I am filled with this feeling that I have to help others, I mean, it is profound, a profound feeling. I have been called on by friends to help their friends in business or whatever. And I have stopped everything I'm doing in my business to help that person with their business in a way that has burned me and I could do a whole other podcast on that. Um, and yet I don't regret it. I don't regret it because in my mind, I was told this person needed help and I had the skill set and abilities or the access or the connections to, to help them in that moment and, um, and help take them to the finish line and, and, you know, triple their business or whatever the situation was. And I, and I do it and I do it with a smile on my face and it's hard no matter how hard it is or sometimes I go, oh my gosh, should I have done that? You know, now I'm not making as much money in my own business, but at the end of the day, you know, I do what I do because I want to help others. And, um, and I am absolutely positively filled, filled with that need. It is not a need to make millions. It is not a need to get famous. It is not these, all of these things. It's like, although those things come, right? Because of the line of work I'm in. So those things do come. There's some, you know, attention given, there's money made, there's all these things that do come for sure. 
but the motive, the motive is, it's, it's not that. The motive is who can I help? Who's going to be impacted by this work that I do? And that trickles all the way down to the person on the corner asking for money. Um, that trickles all the way down to, you know, I'm spending this on, why spend this on myself when I can help someone else somehow? Um, you know, there's been times, you know, family or friends that they need help. And I, only recently, because I had a real big, huge tragedy that occurred in my life this February that I'm going to share eventually when I get the courage and the strength on another podcast. But, um, you know, obviously it dipped into my money and, um, and, and then it clouded my mind and I've, you know, been trying to kind of navigate through life and, and, and just, I'm not quite myself. And so money really hasn't been a focus, but now it's like, oh, now I got to like, okay, okay, wake up, wake up. It's time to get back up and, and start making your money. And so of course it's a necessity and things like that. But, um, but it's so weird because in the past it was all about my money In the past, it was all about who I knew in the past. It was all about what people thought of me in the past. It was all about how do I look? How do I dress? Like, you know, things like that. What do I own? It's like, oh my goodness. So I am very grateful. I am gr very grateful for the experience. I'm v I feel like, like I got a tap, you know, like there's a little tap, like I got a little tap that says, ding, like you passed somehow, but then there's still this whole life I have to live, right? And it's like, oh my goodness. But um, I wanted to share that story in this podcast, you know, for better or worse. I don't know really what the takeaways are from it. Um, other than to say, listen, you know, it's okay to turn away from things that maybe are tugging at your heart that says, oh, you know, I probably don't want to do this, but I don't want to be judged. I don't want my friends to be like, oh, you know, you old lady, you loser or whatever, <laughs> you old man or whatever it is. You know, if you feel like you want to live a better life and you feel like you're being called in a different direction, you need to go. You need to go and people are going to get their feelings hurt and people are going to judge you and people are going to say things about you, but you have to go and you have to go and live like they say, right? Live your best life and all this stuff. And and it might be as simple as you just want to stay at home and watch Netflix and, and, and eat, you know, chips with your kids and laugh and watch a comedy show. I mean, that is a blessing. That is a huge blessing to be able to do that. You know, so don't feel bad. Don't feel guilt. You know, do what's right for you. You know, follow your path, follow your calling, you know, pray, pray like crazy. If, if you're listening to this and you've never prayed or maybe it's something you did as a kid, please, I assure you, you know, there's a higher power that's standing by waiting for that call. <laughs> you know, those of you single ladies get upset because, you know, he takes more than three days to call. Let me tell you something. Can you imagine? You know, what someone up there is thinking like, okay, this person still hasn't called me, you know, so give yourself permission to do what's right for you. Okay. And that goes both ways. If it's your thing to go be at clubs and you're in your forties and your fifties and you want to be up there on a go-go box doing some crazy stuff. Hey, I'm no one to judge. No one can, nobody, nobody should be judging that. But at the end of the day, we're all called to do different things for different reasons. And I'm happy that I was able to share the reasons about me and why I do what I do. So I appreciate each and every one of you. I even appreciate, especially appreciate my good friends out there listening who were impacted by this. And I never actually told you what I was going through. It was tough and it was 
shocking and it was hard to explain and it was crazy and I just you know I love all of you and at the end of the day um, just know it wasn't you it's me it's not you it's me <laughs> right um, you keep doing you you keep doing all that young stuff if people want to call it go to the clubs and wherever you want to go do all that but I, I will be at home watching Netflix <laughs> So once again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. And please, you know, give a like, share, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Or um, I'm going to be on um, Apple Podcasts pretty soon. So I was just waiting to stack up about 10 episodes and then throw them all on um, Apple Podcasts. So that way I can get my rankings up really fast and all that fun stuff. It's a marketing strategy. In the meantime, if you don't want to miss a beat, um, we can email you the podcast each and every Monday afternoon or evening. Um, just go to the website, rachelmedina.com slash podcast, and then go ahead and enter your email information. And we'll be sure that you get the uh, podcast every, each and every week into your email inbox. You'll be able to watch it or listen to it from there. Thank you once again. Take care.